Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, a mom to an incredible young adult son on the autism spectrum. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast three years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. The special needs parenting village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season three of Living the Sky Life. Hello, hello, everyone. I am flying solo today. Um, I wanted to take the opportunity to provide some updates and share what's been going on in our world. And more than anything, I want to celebrate. Today is the 100th episode of Living the Sky Life. I am so excited. What started out as a little mom podcast and just kind of wanting to connect with parents all around the globe and help me, (laughs) help me out with my parenting of Skylar. Um, And I have learned so much over the years of doing this podcast. And I've connected with so many incredible people. And from the listeners, you have all said that you have learned a lot. You have connected with others. So I just cannot say thank you enough to all of the listeners. Over the past two and a half years of this podcast, I have had over 22,000 downloads of the episodes. That may not seem like a lot when you scale it to the celebrity podcasts out there, but for me, little old mom sitting in her podcast room in her house, 22,000 downloads of these episodes means the world to me. It means that the content that I'm sharing is helpful, that you guys are interested, and I always appreciate the feedback, the comments, the ratings, the reviews, anything you guys want to share. Um, it only helps me get better and try to find more and more guests that are of interest to you guys that are unique and um, maybe can relate to your future. Uh, if it's a guest that has an adult on the spectrum, um, maybe it's something that you have to look forward to and um, uh, topics that maybe you didn't understand. So uh, keep keep the guests coming and keep all the referrals coming. It really helps me out a ton. I also want to give a special shout out and a huge thank you to the many listeners in countries outside of the United States. I don't really take much time to digest all of the podcast details that are behind the scenes, um, the number of downloads and where it's downloaded and on what platforms. So I did a little digging and finally <laughs> looked into some of that stuff. Um, it's incredible the number of listeners that I have out of uh, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Bulgaria, Germany, South Africa, and Ireland are among the top countries. And then there are countries with listeners that I didn't even consider uh, that would be listening to my little podcast. So thank you so much to everyone. If you've shared it with someone, if you've listened every week uh, to all of my episodes, I just, I cannot say thank you enough times. It really means the world to me and it helps fuel me to keep going um, and keep bringing you content. So 
Um, I guess moving into the content for today's solo episode, it's been a little while since I've updated about Skyler and a lot of his GI issues. I've kind of taken a step back for many, many months. I haven't blogged in a while. Um, I don't post a ton on social media lately. I just kind of got burnt out. Um, I mean, I know that the people who follow me and follow the podcast and follow my pages are really interested in Skylar's journey and our journey as a family with all of the obstacles that we seem to face lately. Um, and I appreciate that interest. I think I just haven't really had a lot to say. Um, I feel like I, with my book coming out last year and um, just talking about him all the time on these episodes, I don't really have a lot to update and I haven't in the past few months. But recently, um, we started a new ulcerative colitis medication. So for those of you that don't know our story, I'll just kind of catch you up quickly. Um, back in 2018, after tons and tons of digestive issues and constipation that lasted like week at a time, um, we reached out to several doctors in our area. They kind of refused to really do much for Skylar or for us other than to give him the standard Band-Aid of Miralax, lots and lots of Miralax. Uh, we stumbled upon a GI specialist who only works with uh, adults and children on the spectrum. Um, he is a godsend. I've mentioned him before, um, but Dr. Krigsman has been huge for our family. He took us seriously. And he scoped Skylar. He did an upper and lower scope uh, of him back in 2018 and discovered that the poor kid had ulcers from his throat to his bottom, everywhere in between. Uh, he was in a lot of pain, which was a lot of the aggression and a lot of the behaviors that we saw, a lot of the hitting of us, pulling my hair. Um, because he is non-speaking, we still struggle with our communication methods with Skylar. Uh, so I think, you know, our best guess is that's the best way he's been able to express to us that he feels terrible, his stomach hurts, uh, whatever is going on with him. It's just to kind of act out with some aggression. So the scopes revealed not only the ulcerizations, but um, ulcerative colitis was the diagnosis. And he also has esophageal disease. So he's been on medications, um, some steroids to heal the ulcers over time. Um, lots of other things um, just to kind of help heal some of the symptoms and some of the, the pain. Um, and then he was started on Humira for the ulcerative colitis, which is a wonderful medication for a lot of people. But it seems like every single time there could be a handful of patients who have a reaction to something, we're that patient. <laughs> so Skylar did really well with the injections. Um, he handled me giving them to him easily, never shed a tear, never cries about anything really. Um, and we probably did um, seven or so of those injections once a month. And we started noticing abscesses and just a lot of problems that were new. So uh, the doctor instantly told us to stop Humira. That was not doing well for Skylar and it was actually causing more harm for him. And about that time, it was January of 2020, actually, that we flew to New York so he could see Skylar um, and determine for himself that the Humera was the cause of his issues. And it was. 
so we flew home with a plan to try to start another um, biologic medication. Then, of course, as we all know, COVID hit. So um, our thought process was not to do anything else that blunts his immune system um, because COVID was a serious risk and still is. But um, for someone who was had some immune issues anyway, to blunt his immune system would pretty much eradicate his ability to um, fight off COVID if he were to get it. So we just opted to go kind of the supplement. I talked to a um, biomedical interventionist at the time and she did some testing on him and a lot of his vitamin levels were low and the typical things that I think we all see with um, kids on the spectrum. So we healed a lot of that, um, pumped him full of a lot of vitamins he was deficient in and decided to just wait it out until at least there was more known about COVID. Um, so then um, come this year, 2021, uh, we reached back out to the doctor and said, you know, we're, I think we're at the place where we're ready to go ahead and start a biologic again. I assumed based on the behaviors of Skylar that uh, his ulcers were just as bad as they were before, possibly worse, that he was in a really bad state. So um, Dr. Krigsman was great. And, you know, he was so nice to, you know, <laughs> you don't get that from a lot of physicians where they're like, that's fine. You can go ahead and take a break from medical treatment. Most of them make you feel terrible for making a parenting choice like that. But he did not. Um, he said, definitely try the supplement route. Just go that go that way for a little while. I know you'll call me back. And I did. <laughs> so we, we talked to him again. And he said, you know, unfortunately, because it's been um, a couple years since he had um, Humira, insurance, of course, would require that Skylar be scoped again, just so that we can make sure that he hasn't gotten better by just sheer luck um, and that he still needed biologic treatment. So we flew in August back to Austin and Skylar had an upper and lower um, scope again. Um, the colonoscopy revealed and the endoscopy that he had the same amount of ulcerizations as before. Um, nothing had gotten much worse than 2018. So that was good, but nothing had gotten any better. So yet again, I sobbed and sobbed as they carted him off um, for the scopes and they sedated him because I just, I just feel like a horrible parent sometimes because I just, I, I don't have any way of communicating with him to know how bad he feels. And I feel like, you know, should we have continued with treatments and not taken that break? But if we had taken that, hadn't taken that break, he could have gotten COVID and gotten very, very sick. So, you know, I feel damned if I do and damned if I don't with most of the decisions we make <laughs> for Skylar's life. But um, I digress. So, um, so we left there again with a plan. Um, and one of the things that came up with my conversation with Dr. Krigsman following the scopes when we got home and he got the pill camera and biopsy results back he asked if we had ever heard of the specific carbohydrate diet. And it was so ironic. I, I feel like divine intervention half the time intervenes before I even know it and realize it. Um, but I had just had Crystal Jordan on the podcast. Some of you may be familiar with her. Um, she wrote Food uh, for Thought book uh, all about the specific carbohydrate diet. She um, has a child on the spectrum 
and she was my guest a few weeks before we went to Austin. And so I kind of laughed and I said, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I, I know a little bit about it. And so he suggested that one of the issues causing Skylar's ulcers and making his symptoms of the ulcerative colitis and the flare-ups so much worse um, is that he can't digest the protein in carbohydrates. So essentially, you know, here I thought I'm doing everything right by giving him gluten-free pasta and, you know, rice and things like that to, to help his belly digest all of these um, carbs and the gut bug that a lot of our kids have. And it wasn't really doing much. <laughs> I probably should have just given him regular pasta because it wasn't the gluten, it's the protein. So immediately after hanging up that phone with him, um, it was probably a Friday. And that very next Saturday, I started, I tossed out everything that um, Skylar was eating, his gluten-free pasta, all of that stuff. And I started scouring the internet, um, Crystal's book, all the books I could get my hands on. I even reached out to Crystal and said, please t tell me some recipes that your child eats because I I'm worried that he's not going to eat anything. Um, Skylar actually took to the diet very, very well. He didn't bat an eye the very first day. I replaced most of his, um, like his pasta. I used lentil pasta, which he tolerates well. Um, I replaced his rice and his favorite burrito bowls. Um, I replaced the rice with cauliflower rice. I um, used a lot of riced broccoli, a lot of vegetables, a lot of um, lean meats um, that he was eating anyway. And I just eliminated the yogurt, the dairy, a lot of that stuff. Um, and I went strictly by the guides and the books on the diet. And it, I journaled every single day, which was the most important thing that I've learned through the years to always journal when I make a change with Skylar, um, whether it's diet or medicine or anything at all, because um, I, my information that I journal is so vitally important to the physicians because they always ask me these questions. And back when he was young, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. So journal, 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 if you aren't already doing that when you make changes. Um so I journaled every day that he was on the diet, the things I packed for his snacks for school, cauliflower pretzels and like just lots of things. Um, and the school uh, would write me back very specific notes on what he ate, what he didn't like, what he kind of, you know, passed up, turned his nose up at. And it was about week six, I want to say, on the diet, which seems long, but it really kind of went fast. Being that he ate all the foods, uh, I didn't know when I might see a change, but about week six, his behavior started changing. He was no longer having excessive amounts of SIB or slapping his leg, um, physical aggression or property destruction at school, like ripping the notes out of their hands and throwing things on the floor and stuff like that. Um, he was laughing. His, his BCBA even texted my husband and I, and we always get nervous when we get a text from the school <laughs> because we assume it's not good news. Um, but they, she said, I just had to text you guys because um, since he has been at this campus, we switched locations uh, the beginning of this year. Same facility, just a different location closer to home um, and a new BCBA. And she said since he has been there, she has never seen him laugh, smile, and giggle and just 
do every single thing they asked of him and manding and doing his goals and just enjoying every day he was there. He did that for like a solid two weeks. And we were blown away too because he was laughing. I think I even posted a video um, online, the first one in a while, where he was cracking up about nothing. <laughs> and we just got our silly, smiling Skylar back. And I thought, oh my gosh, if the diet can do this, then if we can get a biologic on or another medication, in addition to the diet, I may get my happy kid back that I haven't seen truly happy in years. So we started, I think it was September, the end of September, he had his first infusion um, of Stellara, Stellara, I'm not sure how you say it. Um, it has to start with an infusion and then you do injections. At least Skylar is doing injections every eight weeks after that. So we did the infusion. I was nervous about that because of course he was, you know, had an IV in him and he had to sit still and so we just sat on either side of him and tried to make him laugh, tried to make him watch videos on our phones, holding his hands. And he did remarkably well. He did not try to rip the IV out or anything. Um, this kid surprises me, I tell you. <laughs> when I expect the worst and prepare for the worst, he literally does the opposite, which is, you know, music to my ears. But um, so then they told us, you know, you're probably not going to see anything until after two to three months at least um, of repeated injections um, on the medication. So we have been patiently waiting. He gets his first injection by me um, around Thanksgiving time. Um, but we have seen, in addition to the behavior with the diet, and it's, it's ebbing and flowing. I mean, those two straight weeks of laughing and giggling and smiling um, and just seeming so happy, uh, didn't last. I mean, it, it was a good couple weeks. And then I swear it was like the change was when he had the infusion of the Stellara, but I know that the medication doesn't work that fast. So it's easy to blame it on that, but I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I just, I think he's kind of in a lull. Um, I think his system is used to the diet now. And so he's reverting back a little bit to some of the behaviors because while it's helping his digestion, it's not helping the ulcers, clearly. I mean, that stuff still causes a significant amount of pain. So I imagine, I'm praying, I should say, that when the Stellara is fully on board and we're a couple months in, that we start to see the behaviors regress again um, back to being happy because um, I, I don't know what we're going to do after this if, if this medicine doesn't work. I just, I have no answers. I'm just, I'm at a loss. So please pray for us and <laughs> pray for Skylar that he can get healing from this medication because it would just change our lives and his life dramatically. You know, the one thing too that I did see improve um, at about that six or seven week mark with the diet was his skin. He is having terrible, um, I guess I would call it acne on his chest, his face, his shoulders. Um, and I pointed that out when we were in Austin to Dr. Krigsman. And I'm like, this is just not, I mean, usually that's genetic and our, our family doesn't really have a history of, um, deep acne like he was experiencing. Um, it has for months and months and months. Um, and he took one look at him and he said, that's the ulcerative colitis when you have an autoimmune disorder like that, 
that is responsible for a lot of the skin ripping he's had, the fissures in his hands and his feet over the years um, that we could never heal. Um, and all of this acne is an outward representation of what's happening to his insides. So of course I'm crying again and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, so his insides are covered in ulcers and now outwardly he's got this painful, it's got to be painful. It looks painful, painful acne. I already know the fissures in his hands and feet hurt so badly. Um, and we have all these ointments and things we've had to do with that. But I noticed that the fissures in his skin healed and have not come back for the first time. And I'm not kidding, like 10 years and his acne is, is clearing up and that's starting to look so much better. So I have high hopes. We've been told that that's something else that the Stellara should help not only internally, but it should also heal all of that outward signs of the ulcerative colitis that, um, just looks terrible and, you know, causes him more suffering. So high hopes for that. And then the other thing that I noticed um, that I also just posted a video on is the spelling that we've been doing with Skylar for about a year and a half now. It has gotten so much better. In addition to his body movements getting stronger, they're working on that a ton um, at ABA, they're doing a lot of him pointing at things, strengthening his fingers and his hands. They're doing like, they call it kind of their, their Skylar size, their exercises with him, his little jazzercise, um, having him, you know, raise his arms up and do different things to kind of get his body moving. So, um, that's been helpful. I mean, he's doing stuff like that sounds simple, but opening the car door on his own at the heavy car door, he could not open, you know, even slightly with the handle and then push it open the rest of the way. It was just too heavy for him. Now he doesn't even wait for me. He grabs a hold of the handle, pulls the door open a little bit, and then sticks his hand in and shoves it open and then just climbs in and waits for me to put his seatbelt on. I mean, those little things are huge accomplishments and achievements for someone who has had extremely low muscle tone his entire life. So that can only help us with spelling and pointing and the deliberate uh, motions that he has to make with his hands to choose you know, certain letters. He's much, much faster. He's much more purposeful with his pointing and spelling now. So all that has been phenomenal and um, I owe it to the diet. So I'm hopeful again, I, I've said it already, but that the Stellara and the diet combination will be exactly what he needs to improve and to feel better and maybe finally start just going crazy with his spelling and typing and telling me all the things he's wanted to tell me for the past 17, 18 years. <laughs> I welcome that day where he doesn't stop typing the entire day. Um, that's my dream. That's my future hope. Um, so I'm hanging on to that. Um, something else I wanted to share with everyone who has supported me and, and my pursuit of being an author. Um, publishing that book was one of the proudest moments of my life and the biggest accomplishments I feel like um, I have made to date. Um, it, it was a labor of love, but it was such an important story to share because hopefully it resonated with a lot of people. I've gotten tons of feedback that my story was relatable to a lot of you 
that read it and uh, you learned some things, you laughed, you cried, you got angry <laughs> at some parts, which I know what those are. Um, and just sharing my story hopefully motivated others to share theirs, whether they write about it in blogs or a book or get on podcasts. We all need to hear each other's stories. We can learn something from every single one. So um, I, I appreciate all of you that have written to me and um, shared your thoughts on my book. When I published the book a year and a half ago, um, from day one, even in pre-launch stage, um, I had committed a portion of the proceeds of all of the sales of my book to going to some sort of an autism organization or to benefit other families um, and to really promote advocacy and awareness about uh, families and, and people living um, with autism. It's so common that people think that autism is outgrown at the age of 18 and that adults are just kind of written off um, as far as funding and support and services. And I just want to change that in so many ways. So um, I researched and researched and was just trying to figure out where to donate those proceeds to um, and to fulfill that commitment. I didn't really want to do a national organization um, because I just, it, it was be so far removed from Skylar and me and people that I know that would benefit from it. And I can't even guarantee that our families would benefit from any of that. So I thought long and hard about it. And I have a huge reveal of what I am doing with those proceeds. Um, hopefully in the next week or two, I'll be able to share um, the full announcement, but I could not be happier. I am so excited with this project and um, I really hope it inspires and moves entire communities um, to, to not disregard our loved ones on the spectrum and to really uh, allow them the opportunities in life that are open to everyone else. So um, more to come on that. Hopefully I'll be able to post on all my social media sites in the next week or so about that. The other huge project that I've had in the works for the last several months, um, it, it kind of came about from another guest that I had, had on the podcast. Um, my new friend, Dottie Davis, was on an episode several months back, and she lives in Louisiana. And after our talk uh, on the podcast, we were talking after the recording stopped quite a bit, and we were talking about um, just aggression whether your um, loved one on the spectrum is under the age of 18 or an adult, and just how challenging it is when you're out in public, um, when your child has behaviors or aggression, um, something could trigger them. And, you know, we're kind of used to dealing with it as parents, but it's, it's strange and um, kind of off-putting for others in the community that have never seen that or experienced that. And sometimes law enforcement can be called or the situation get completely out of hand um, when people mean well and they're trying to help, or maybe they don't, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so we had a huge discussion about that. And after I hung up with her, I was thinking and talking to my husband, I said, you know, one of the biggest worries that I have and one of the things that keeps me up at night besides Skylar's future when I'm no longer here, is that 
he may uh, have an episode in public. You know, I may run into Kroger with him uh, or, or any establishment with him really quickly. I have the best of intentions. I never take my eyes off him. Um, you know, I am doing everything possible uh, to be cautious with him around other people because sometimes, you know, just like he slaps me on the arm or pulls my hair, he might see a beautiful woman walk by with long flowing hair and just want to reach out and touch it because he just can't control his body and his urges and doesn't really understand that you can't just touch people when you want to. Or if somebody walks by too close and he might just smack them on the arm. Um, it, it's really concerning for me that in the litigious society that we live in, that somebody could take that um, way out of context and potentially claim more medical damage or harm to themselves than actually occurred. So say he pulls someone's hair and they say that they have lifelong migraines and, um, you know, damage from Skylar's instance of tugging on their hair or something. Um, they could sue my husband and I um, and take us for <laughs> as much as they want um, and that we'd have to get lawyers and fight and do all of these things. Um, that scares me to death because we have worked so hard to set aside money for Skylar, for his future and all of these things. And to know that there is currently no legislation protecting um, the parents of our autistic individuals, um, children or adults in our family, um, there is no protection for us as parents. Uh, we could be sued for any number of things. Um, and while I am the first to say if Skylar causes property damage or causes something that is definitely worthy of us repairing or paying for or fixing, I, I am the first to step up and do whatever I need to do to make amends and, and make it right. But I, I would hate for someone to take advantage of our situation and come after us um, unfairly and definitely without merit. So I approached um, my local legislature uh, legislators, excuse me, um, this summer, I think it was, I sat down with each of them and gave them a copy of my book as th so they would have a visual of, of Skylar and of my family and um, just to picture us when I'm asking them to fight for families like mine. And I proposed the idea of um, a bill, at least for the state of Indiana, that protects parents of, um, I, I'm more focusing on adults, but I'm also including in um, minors as well, but um, that the parents have some sort of protection um, from liability of frivolous lawsuits um, is essentially what it says. And um, so the bill is currently um, being drafted right now, and they go back to session in January. So my Hope and prayer is that the bill passes in January. And if that happens, I promise to share all of that information on all of my social media platforms so that each of you in other states can do the same and we can get this legislation passed in all 50 states to protect us. Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised when each of the legislature, um, legislators, I keep saying that wrong, when each of the legislators on both sides of the aisle jumped at the chance to sponsor this bill and to help me. They 
hadn't even thought of this type of scenario and it upset them that this is a possibility and that there are lawsuits like this going on all over the country um, that is, is so harmful to families. We have enough to worry about, let alone future lawsuits and future damages and things like that. So um, I, I was so happy that they jumped on board and were really excited to help me. So stay tuned for the final um, update on that. But I am, I am so excited about it. I, I think anything I can do, I mean, that is my mission. Anything I can do to help the future for all of our children when they become adults. Um, and it doesn't stop here. Once this legislation is passed, I'll move on to the next thing. And I just want to make sure that um, all of your children, like my Skyler, are protected and all of you are protected and that their futures are bright. They deserve every opportunity and every chance to have jobs and do things that they want to do and be involved in the communities around them. They should not be isolated, sitting at home um, in basements and in adult daycare centers if that's not their potential. I mean, they they deserve to do whatever they want to do um, and fulfill their dreams and goals. So thank you for listening to me today. I um, There's just a lot going on. It's all good things. And um, I'm I'm open to suggestions for future episodes, but thank you, thank you, thank you again for downloading and rating and reviewing Living the Sky Life. A hundred episodes is a huge accomplishment and I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of all of you who have been guests and have been open to share your story. Please keep them coming. Um, I, I, I love meeting everyone and talking to everyone and um, I don't want this to end. So Keep all those referrals coming. And if you want to be a guest, please reach out to me on my social media sites. It's welcome to my life underscore Lori Hellman on Instagram and welcome to my life hyphen autism warrior mom on Facebook. You can also check out my um, website. It's lorihellman.com and you can read all my prior blogs there um, and find out information about my book if you don't have it. Um, and if you don't have my book and haven't read it, it's available on um, Amazon and Target.com and Walmart.com. And I think all online um, booksellers have it as well. It's called Welcome to My Life, A Personal Parenting Journey Through Autism. And um, yeah, I'd love reviews on Amazon as well. So thank you all so, so, so much for the 22,000 plus downloads and um, for helping me get to 100 episodes. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and will tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.